Everyone. Everyone. Yes, Andrew. No, I'm addressing the audience. Yes, Andrew. Well, why are you saying it so many times? Because you keep b- breathing or clicking. Everyone! Everyone, I am sad to announce that valued member of the podcast, Doug, is gone to a work engagement today and couldn't join us for this episode. Ah, uh-huh. uh, you see what I did uh-huh. there? Very underwhelming. Ah, uh, we got you. No, Doug is away today, as you cannot hear his rambunctious laughter in the or corner. Or the chewing of chips. Or the chewing of chips, or just really loud throat clears right in the middle of a sentence. <coughs> no, it's like, <coughs> yeah. So it looks like I have to play Kresis once more. And we all know how well that went last time. John. It did. It genuinely. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Did you like it when you, he spazzed out in the temple of Doug Myron and you... Yeah, I thought it was a good character moment. I do too. Very good. Josh, it's thoughts? It's drama. Uh, I enjoyed it so thoroughly. Good. <clears throat> good. <laughs> well, I will have to add... I normally enjoy it, but he won't look at me in the eyes anymore. Why don't you look at me during? Why don't you look at me during? Well, I'm playing Kresis. I'll just have to add, add him to the dozens of other NPCs I'm about to run today, John. Yeah. And Josh. Okay. The dwarves are almost finally here. Almost. They are coming today. They are but hours away. It is the morning of, and you have rested. Well, seekers, we made it. Despite your directions. And John, you John, you finally got to sing Ark's song. I did. That I, you and Doug worked so hard on. That mean, I, I enjoyed it so much. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean about it. Well, it's, look, okay, so look. So um, Doug sent me these lyrics and he's like, John, do you want to look over these for a bit? And, you know, I, I, I fixed them up because there were some metrical issues with the syllables. And um, But it took me about five minutes. He was like, I spent like... A day writing those. How the fuck did you do that in two minutes? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just a gift. It's the gift of language, John. Yeah. The gift of language. I, I actually tried. That's what, that's what happened. I put effort into it. Well, look, Doug, you know, Doug is, he has, sometimes he has trouble spelling because he's dyslexic. Yeah, but that's nothing and against so him. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's not his fault, but he, he, got, he was kind of sad when he saw that I was immediately just able to slot all the poetical yeah. shapes into the boxes. But he can do things that you can't do, Absolutely. John. Absolutely. Like, so, like kick my own ass. Kick your own ass? He can kick my ass, but oh. I can't kick my ass. Can't you? You're not that flexible? Probably not. Yeah. Yes. He can probably tie lots of knots too. Yeah, he's probably got a... His military training. Yeah. He's he... ticked that box on his sheet... Learned a good not tying from the Navy. For those of you that want to know about uh, Doug's military training, just research any moments of his belligerence during a mothership playthrough. Yeah, any military tactics or firearms or flashbangs, he will have an opinion on it. What the fuck is a stun grenade? It's a flashbang. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Check out the Rain in Blood episodes four, five, and six. Yes, I'm not in them though. So uh, if you want to send Andrew, I don't a message, know about that. If you want to send Andrew a message about the kind of content that you want to be listening, I think to, you were there all the time, John. Yeah, and that's going to be really inconvenient when I do and eventually leave. Yes, more on that later. Let's recap, or let me recap last week's episode. Yes, sir. Which was an actual technical nightmare. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. It was a technical nightmare. Yeah. 
as you'll soon realize, as I'm about to spell it out for you. Everyone took too long. Breaking the, it it's breaking the illusion. But first, last episode began in front of the destroyed statue of Claggerton Silverbeard that came alive and attacked you. You found a curious yellow diamond, one of the statue's eyes, so to speak. It was. Do you know what it is? Did I? I don't think I told you. I, I think you did. I think you said it was the eye. Yeah, but I didn't tell you what it was because you, when you took it back to Anastasia, I said I would prepare, identify, which I don't need to do because it's a ritual. So she would have told you straight away. Oh, I think we had an idea of what it was. Please, please do tell us. For summoning elementals. It is a gem of elemental summoning. Mm. Earth elemental. How do you feel about that? It's a good little trinket, isn't it? You glad you took it away? Uh, uh, sorry, hang on. I it, think Doug will like it very much. Was it ergo implied that the natural cosmetic decorations put in the statue, i.e. the eyes, were turned into these things to turn it into a big rock monster to attack us? Is that what's implied here then? That an elemental Not was summoned necessarily, out but of there, it? There I think was, you're forming too many implications, John. There was maybe residual power left over that crept its way into one of the eyes. Maybe it was a gift, John, from Clagadon himself. Oh. Who's to know? So we can summon our own. Yes, it is a one-time use. Well, Clagadon, what would have been more useful is a water elemental summoning stone. Yeah, but he doesn't, you know, that's not his What style. a prick. What a prick. Yes, and after you, you, after you gave the gem to Anastasia, even though I didn't say it, she did identify it for you, so now you know what it is. Nice. Nice. Then you had a chat to Dulan. Yes. Which Kresis then promised Dulan he could ride him from time to time around the temple. Yes, that was weird. Was it? Yeah, a little, I understand. It makes total sense, but it's kind of, it was one of those weird things. Yeah. I'll let you ride in my car. No, I'll let you ride in my body for a bit. I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, it, it was. It's like Rick from Rick and Morty saying, I'm sad I never got to- in my flesh, you can run it's around. Like when he says, you know, I'm sad I never got to give that insect dick a test drive. God. Here in my flesh, you can go for a walk. By the way, about ghosts, since we're on the topic- they are immune to grapple. Grappleless ghosts. Of ghost. course they're immune to grapple. What they're... if you've got magical grappling arms? I don't think anyone... Well, you've got that feature, Kabias. I've got you? magic fists. Grappleless ghosts. Grappleless ghosts. Grappleless ghosts. So during the fight in the temple where Ada grappled the ghost, that was an error on my part, which I fully admit, which I will make no more mistakes like that again, ever. Yeah. I'm sure. I will read the stat block and have some common sense. It was cool, though. It was. Anyway, later after speaking with Dulan, Fintok engaged in Greyface and tricked Maximus into thinking that he was a Duragar. I did. I didn't think about the implications of that. So, but it might be, it might come in handy. Listen, okay. You, you can't be mean to me. The disguise was so good, John, that it also convinced Kobias, who punched you in the mouth. Then everyone else started lobbing in before you suddenly said, No, wait, wait, it's me. God. It's me, guys. No, it's just me. It's me, little Fentark. I'm surprised you didn't think of that tactic before, because that could have worked. You could have done get help at some other point in time. Well, we had so much. We spent so much time squabbling over how to deal with the Dwergar that I never well, got Doug, the chance. Doug did. Bless his soul. He's not here, but he did. We had a bit of a chat. Anyway, that was episodes ago. In other news, this episode will feature more encounters, more dialogue, and more of everything else because. We're not going to be arguing over what we're doing. Yeah. Yes, plenty of content coming right up. Douglas. Which is right now. 
After that little debacle, you all went to sleep and there were two days left. And for those two days, you we fast-tracked it. Yes. Thank God. And you thank Moradin. That's Moradin. And you did some foraging, oh, I believed. Tobias, you brewed some potions. Yes. You got a message from the dwarves saying they would likely enter the Grand Cavern the next day. This all happened yes. in the ether. And that night, Anastasia finished her research and came running to tell you all. Do you remember what she told you? They're going to siphon Magera. That's exactly what I had. She told you all about the Mind Flayer's plan to siphon power from Magera. How could uh, those Mind Flayers plan to do such a thing? Who would do such a, who would do such an evil thing as siphon the energy from an elemental or sleeping primordial god? What a foolish thing to who would <laughs> ever think of doing such a thing as that? Very creative. Uh, but also, how are we going to deal with the Duergar? And in, in Gondolgrim, nonetheless. The great forge city that uses magic fire. How, Who could ever have how, possibly conceived how of doing to, such a terrible how, thing? How, how, how are we going? Go on, candy ass. <laughs> candy ass? What? Um, all I was going to say is how are we going to... I don't trust you anymore. He's pointing at John. I, I have to give you the signal as uh, instructed by Andrew. So how are we going to deal with the Duergar in terms of do we kill them all or do we ask them for help or do we force them to help by killing their leader and telling them what to do? Something um, along those lines. Something um, along those lines. Changes everything. We can't kill all of them. Inconvenient. We're, we're going to have too much fighting to do anyway with the aberrations and the abolethic creatures yes. below. Yes, you found out they were trying to open some kind of portal, but to do that, they must repair the machine that controls the energy, which is what we heard in the yep. outro to season three. Luckily, we kicked old chum out of the library, so that's going to be slowed down. Actually, we kicked him in the library. Yes. Well, Anastasia wanted to leave straight away, so you pushed into the night and arrived at the access station west. Yes. It was at this point, 44 minutes into the episode, Josh, you had to get going back home. Yes, it was home time. It was home time. I had to quickly uh, escape. Yes. We flew too close to the sun and tried to record another episode. I used the escape route. Yes. So Doug, John, and I, bless us, we kept on playing. We thought since the characters were about to sleep... As you all heard, it would make sense for Tobias not to say anything anyway. Correct. So we rolled on with it. Then, during the watch, the first watch, I just happened to roll a random encounter with a bunch of magmen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all begrudgingly stuck with that for a further 15 minutes. And they ended up killing one. And then Krez's turn was next. He intimidated the rest into running away. And the combat was over. It should also be elaborated on the fact that we did this out of frustration. Uh, we tried to fast track this combat as much as we could because we were so annoyed that... Yeah, just intimidate rather than try to fight them all, which worked, yeah. which was good. But that's because we wanted to go home and finish the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're at the mercy of the dice, which has happened to give us a random encounter. Who would I be to have been rolling random encounters in this damn tabernacle and tunnels every single time you're traveling back and forth and just to skip it now, just to have it fast track so we don't want to do it. I you, couldn't do it. You know who you'd be? You'd be somebody whose name wasn't an anagram of Warden. You'd be a professional. What? <laughs> don't worry. You'd be a snake. A snake. You'd be a leech. All right. So we're what? A hack. Then, after that combat, we all, John, Doug, and I, sat and looked at each other, and we said, hang on, Josh is going to miss the song. 
that you were planning to sing yes. on the morning of opening the doors you were just sleeping outside of. Yes. And we can't have Josh not be there for that song. But we can have Doug not be there for the dwarves' arrival. Yes, I'll get on to that. So we decided to stop recording there and just wait two weeks until we can all listen to the song together. Yes. You can perform it, John. So little did you know, audience, that the last, uh, the previous episode, the ending was cobbled together haphazardly. Well, we just had to break and record the, yes. right at the end, just when we were all here. We're through the looking glass here. We're in a sort of chronological paradox. We haven't sung the song yet, but you've heard it. You've heard it. It was isn't in last that, week's episode. Isn't that exciting, audience? So two, it is now two weeks later, and this recording session, and now Doug isn't here. Yes. So we still can't do the bloody song. Yes. Now, once you've finished listening to this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and then comment on whether or not you noticed and needed that explanation. And, yes. su and subscribe to our Patreon as well. So now, we're going to have to act like we've done the song, which we have done, but in reality, we won't get to record it for another month. Yes. So to cut a long story short, we're still, I think we're still keeping our integrity. As, as we said, last week's episode, we were just about to go to sleep. And John will sing the song in the morning. Fintock yes. would sing the song in the morning. Happened to roll a combat. It was too late into the night. We had to stop. And we can just record when Doug's back the song. Yeah, it's one of those tricky things. I'm one of these people, audience, you'll, you'll read lots of tutorials and uh, advice from people who are telling you how to write, how to start writing a book. I myself am writing two books at the moment. And there are some people who say they prefer to write scenes that are later on in the story first because they're more interesting and then go back and do the bits that are more boring. I cannot possibly conceive of doing such a thing because the story shapes itself so completely by going through it chronologically that I could never, ever imagine writing a later scene and then filling in the gaps leading to it. That doesn't make that just makes no sense to me because the way I view the characters and the way I view the story evolves as it goes. So I don't understand anyone who's able to. Like, maybe you should leave a comment and uh, explain your process, audience. If you have some creative projects. Yeah, are there any writers in the listeners, I wonder? If you have your own D&D &D yeah. podcast, perhaps. But I find that very difficult. No, if you have your own D&D &D podcast, we don't want to know anything. Yeah. If, don't okay. ask us to Unless listen. Unless you want to say something nice, in which case we're willing to Unless you want to collaborate and you happen to live in Perth. Please like us. Okay. Hostile, <laughs> but I'll, I'll... And yet needy. And yet needy. Well... This is not a podcast, it's outsider art. None of us have ever listened it's to a podcast piece, of or played D&D or watched any fantasy fiction. It's canon that we live in art. Andrew's basement as prisoners. Yes. Oh no, because then you'll be here on time all we're the actually, time. Are you ready, gentlemen? We're actually Andrew's first two illegitimate children before he was married. We're actually his bastard kids. Keeps us in the basement. Are you all ready, gentlemen? You know what? Why don't we Shall just, we end Yeah, this? just don't beat us like you beat Doug. That's why he's not here. You know, why don't we just reveal we're a co-joined twin? Uh, me and Josh, we're two heads on the same body. Oh, yeah. And it gets difficult sometimes. I'm fading us out. Welcome to Ghost of Gauntagrin Season 4, Episode 8. Would you stop drooling? Oh, God, scratch my foot, would you? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
It is the morning of the 15th of Hammer, 1480 DR. Two hours until the Dwarven forces arrive. Beside the western doors of Gauntlegrim, the last echoes of Fintok's voice reverberate within the stone. Fintok, that was amazing. You should thank Ark, not me. He's the one that wrote it. She wipes away a tear. I never knew it. He had it in him. Not me neither. To come up with such beautiful lyrics. Still, there was a lot we learned about that kid when we opened up this book. Wish he was here to sing it instead of me. Finally get the chance to play it being a dwarf, good and proper. I, I could have said proudly he was my cousin. That was true. I only knew him for a short time. In fact, I filled in for him when the Seeker's camp was attacked. As you know. Yeah, that's how we... And that's how we how met. How we met. He was busy pissing about invisible up there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but... He, I never know what he was doing. <laughs> he did help. I mean, he was invisible. <laughs> ah, it's an important morning, I think. Krezis oh. pipes up. He was quiet during the song, but he says something now. It's, uh, that Ark fellow. He sounds like a good guy. It's a pity you lost him. Sure was. Still. He must have been so charismatic and charming and such a lyricist. What an amazing character. Often surprising uh, what he was able to pull off. He was a, he was a skilled liar and was able to convince you that uh, he was charismatic even if sometimes he wasn't. He, right. he fostered many alliances, kept us safe more than once. Still, it's good to have you on board. I don't think Ark would ever have killed a dragon. Well, I didn't think I would kill a dragon, to be no, honest. I think none of us fucking thought you'd kill a dragon. <laughs> I like that song. It made me feel funny. <laughs> well, thank you, Fug. We had songs we sing around the campfire as well. But they're more likely battle songs and ripping the spines out of people and beating them with it. Well, big guy, there's a chance we may need songs like that sorely before the end. You can share them with the dwarves when they arrive. Hot, red-blooded warriors is coming. That's what they promised us anyway. I'm sure there's some stragglers in and amongst them. Maximus pipes up. You said they were coming a few hours from now. Oh, yeah. Are we to go through the doors now or I, wait for them here? I think we should wait for them. There's no point if they come and the doors are shut, they might give up hope. So we should go through the doors? Yeah, let's wait for them. Okay. We should go through and then wait. Is that what you mean? I think we should go through the doors. And then wait. And wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we go through the doors and then wait on the other side. Yeah, we until wait the, on the other side of the doors after we go through them. Until they arrive. So until they arrive, we go through the doors and we wait. And yes. Correct. Of course. Well, wait. Yeah. Shining in the light of the mithril, we wait. I'll just pack up the the campfire and let's let's do it. And then we go through the doors. Yes. Yes, as, yes. Agree, as agreed. Yes. And we wait. Okay. After until they arrive. Through the doors. Until they arrive. And we fade out. On the other side of the doors. On the other side of the doors. Yes. And that's where they're arriving. On the outside of the doors, we and, will wait. Yeah. Until they 
arrive. They will arrive on the other side. They will the arrive on the other side, and we'll, we'll also be also on the other, on the other side, side with the, the doors. doors. The scene and we fades will out as they argue <laughs> about who's going on the side of the doors. Bintok, you gather everyone. You lead the way. You walk up to the mithril doors. You place your hand upon it, and it. You hear the sucking of air, and it slowly opens. Oh. And you step through the other side into the grand cavern once again. I knew that was a trick I could do on other doors. That'd be handy and no mistake. You know, you do have the chime. You keep forgetting. I, I feel like you keep forgetting about it. No, Fintok, you used the chime back to get that book. He knows, he knows about I it, did. Tobias. Oh. In the... In the Doug yeah, Myron's the time will come. Oh, was, it's a shame I wasn't there. I would have liked to see it. And we need in, to use in it. Action. The chime will come, you mean? The chi- Very good. That's very clever. <laughs> woo! 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 And it just echoes off this massive grand cavern. The only light now is the innate light of the mithril doors shining on the bank. The grand lake is in the center of this cavern the mithril reflecting off the dark water. I'm not sad to be off that sailing. Sailing, sailing. Yes, you were climbing on it. I ran a quarter of a mile on that feckin' sailing. sailing. During the fight, we, we lost you for a while there, Fintok, but you came back and killed that awful drow. Yeah. I understand it might have been hard for you, Fintok, but we thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, a man dreams, but... Truth is, I was a different man when I was with Kamasar, and I don't think she was like most drow, anyhow. If we meet again, maybe we'll both be more like our races than we were, and it won't work. I'm just disappointed I wasn't there to uh, take care of them myself. I mm. almost feel bad. No, oh, you did plenty. Case in point. We're going to have to deal with that thing at some point. Surely it can't lay in front of these gorgeous doors. And I'm going to pace over to the carcass of the spider squid that's still just sitting there. And drag it into the water? I'm not going to drag it in my bare hands. It comes back to life. I don't want to drag it in the water. The water's probably going to get all gross and juicy if we leave it in the water. Well, yeah, but the carrion eaters and the fish will eat it, right? It all goes back into the, the earth. Um, That might cause too much trauma. For me to go and drag it to the Possibly. water. Possibly, just just leave it. Here. It's it's on the bank. It's already festering anyway. So yeah, I say leave it as a reminder of what we overcame. Tell you what, first thing I do when I'm sitting on the throne of Gauntlegrim, commission a great big statue of that thing. Set it right there where its body was. You can then put a statue of me punching it in the, in the face. <laughs> sure, sure. You can be a part of the statue too, and there will be a plinth underneath. Do. Do I get a smaller statue next to it? Krez says. You can be inside. Just my face inside the center of it. Saying, Krez, Dragon Slayer, Hero of Gauntagrim. It'll say... Uh, I like the sound of that. We'll, we'll get that done for you. I'll tell you what, the statue will say, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And it'll be Kabayas punching the feck out of that squid's head. And you wait for a couple of hours. Let's go to the dragon's lair. Very funny. <laughs> and sooner or later, down the Ashmadai tunnel, you see the glow of a light. And stepping in to the cavern, 
you notice the face of Cisco, and following behind him, a troop of dwarven scouts. Fintok gets almost a flashback, uh, and he remembers when they moved out of the forge into the tunnels of Mount Hope now, and first came upon Gavel, the leader of the scouts, all the way back in season one. You can see the light reflecting in the dark water, and uh, he recognizes Cisco and thinks back to those times in those cramped tunnels with the with the lava flow and the and the salamanders slaying, and he remembers good times when he was among these great numbers of his own people, and he remembers what it felt like to be a dwarf among many. It was the first time he'd ever felt that, and now he's starting to feel it again. He's starting to feel pride. Not theoretical pride, but actual pride. And he walks out to his edge of the bank, and he says, Welcome, brothers, sisters, to the halls of our kin. (laughs) Fintok, is that you? I can't believe it. You're alive! We know you're alive, but to see you face to face once more! Yep. Whole lot of shit's happened to me since then, but I'm still walking! What about you? Well, you can rest easy now, brother! The dwarves are here! Oh, I don't know about that! The cavern just erupts into cheers and battle cries. They smash their shields, and you hear, Whoom, doom, 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 doom. That's what this place should sound like. How do we get over there? That's a good question. Um, how do we get over the, the last time? Krezis, do you mind helping with that uh, pathway you made last time? Yeah, yeah, sure. And Krez walks up to the water. It's all right, we got a warlock and do something about it. Lifts up his hands and parts the sea, so to speak, and carves a huge column through the water. It should be okay now, he yells. And That's still impressive. Yep. Everyone, all the dwarves are just in awe. Fintok's going to try and stomach his fear and walk down into the, the pathway down between the two great slabs of water just for the sake of solidarity. He's actually quite frightened, but he's trying to put on a brave face as he meets them in the middle. And you meet Cisco in the middle who is leading. Next to him is a rather regal, more regal-looking dwarf, an older man. I'm going to grab Cisco and give him a hug. And you embrace the water raging behind you. And, hello, brother. It's good to see you again. Shall we go to the bank? Yeah, yeah. Come come along. <laughs> Let's not uh, make our magical friend strain himself too much. He's gone through a lot. I don't doubt more will take place before the end. And Cisco enters the bank and sees Kobias. Kobias! Hello! Hello. It's I don't good. know, uh, <laughs> it's good to see you too. I'm oh, sorry, I, I don't want me to interrupt, but it's good to see you. Yes, I was going to say it's not been so long, but it feels like a very long feels time. feels like a long time. You should have seen what took place in here. There's the carcasses of three great monsters in this cavern. I can only imagine I see this disgusting creature you had to deal with. Oh, yeah. You know, Cisco, I think it's... Something to do with you leading this troop back to here, but you seem taller. Oh, thank you. Thank you, brother. How's my grit? She's good. 
she's been obviously keeping in contact with Anastasia on our travel here, re relaying the information. Yes, she is well. They are all well. The Seekers are gaining support now. They would be, there would be more help coming. But forgive me, allow me to introduce my, my followers. Not my followers, but my, my kin. This distinguished gentleman here by the side of me is Verg Rockknocker, emissary to the Dwarven Consulate. Oh, hello to you all. Nice to meet you. Verg. Yes. Good name. I'm Fintok Fallismet. Yes, that sounds like uh, Vergadain. That's just what I was thinking. Exactly. I was named after the great trickster, but I am no trickster. I bring you something real. Inside check. <laughs> okay, do it. Is he really a trickster? <laughs> Twelve. Just fact checking the NPCs yeah. straight away. He seems pretty genuine. Cool. <laughs> to be named after a trickster and not be a trickster, it's... Well, I am a dwarf. So that's a hell of a trick, though. Anyway, you don't mind, Cisco. I will do the introductions. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, continue, Verg. And Verg sort of puffs himself up. He's quite dirty. His regal outfit is more tarnished than usual because of the, the soot and the travel at rather large pace. Allow my troops to get sorted on the bank. And they all form up in front of you. You've got dwarven troops. You've got hunters. You've got scouts. And you've got three other dwarven leaders. And they all align in front of the gates of Gauntergrim. Just notice that one of them's name is Krusty. It is. Oh boy. Here we go. Anyway, Verg Rockknocker stands in front of, stands in between the Dwarven Force and the rest of you, Fintok, Kresis, Maximus, Fug, Anastasia, and Kobias, who are lined up in front of the gates. And he puffs up his chest, looks at you all, and he yells out into the cavern. Greetings to you. My name is Verg Rockknocker. Emissary of the Dwarven Consulate in Neverwinter. Under the authority of Conrad Braun Anvil, son of Bannock Braun Anvil, 12th King of Mithril Hall, and leader of Clan Battlehammer, I present to you 23 garrison troops to assist in the securing of Gauntelgrim. They are under the joint command of myself, as well as Lieutenant Sisko Throngsong who has with him seven scouts of the Seekers of the Way. Seekers? I nod at them. You nod at them, they salute. We have with us Gladys Gommel, cleric of Berenar. We have Krusty Spitlack, the mage. And we have Wanter Goldmantle, a ranger with his team of four hunters. And they bow towards you. And finally, we have eight dwarven mercenaries and volunteers who will be acting soldiers under our command. All in all, 47 dwarves to assist in the dwarven claim upon the city and its preparation for its conquest. And they will bang their shields. I am Fintok Bronspine. First dwarf to have entered the city in centuries. These are my company. This is Cobias Black, 
He'll just nod. Monk, close friend. This is Kresus. Hello. Hi. Good to see you. Kresus, the dragon slayer. Oh, stop. This is... Oh, crap. What's Anastasia's last name? It's Rockwell. You know damn well it's don't, Rockwell. Don't make, don't make that character. <laughs> I'm asking out a character. Anastasia Rockwell. Say it again. I'm keeping it in. Say it again. <laughs> this is Anastasia Rockwell. Fellow seeker of the way. She nods. A uh, hard-working wizard, a resident uh, bookkeeper. She blushes. And uh, these last two are most recent additions to our party. This is Fug. Uh, hello, my name's Fug. Don't be shy and don't be mean to him. He's come a long way. I like dwarves. And this is Maximus, our emissary to the Dwergar occupants. He, Maximus, says nothing but nods to the troops and everyone. He is on our side for now and will assist us greatly in our interactions with the Grey Dwergar that dwell within. You have not come to a place that is easy to take. The vast halls of our ancestors are infested twofold. Many foes. The Dwergar live within, digging, and below them, aberrations, Karadrak, and maybe even worse. You have not come to an easy task, but if we stand firm, trust in the strength of our blood, in the skills of our hands, in the faith of each other's bonds, we can rock history and make the years shudder to remember. May it start this very day. And at that note, they all cheer once more and bang their shields and weapons. <sighs> I immediately well done, Fintok. turn around, clutching my chest like, oh, God. Goodbye, will wink at you. Well done, Fintok. She looks very proud. And one by one, Verg steps back, Cisco steps up, once more, says hello to Anastasia. And one of the introduced people before, Gladys Gomel, the cleric, you see her step forward and she's wearing travel gear, not the robes of a cleric, but she's got, she's got armor on. There's a warhammer by her side and she introduces herself. Hello, my name is Gladys Gomel. I am cleric of Berenar, come from... Neverwinter, nice to meet you all. If you have any injuries or anything, I can prepare. Are you, are you thirsty? I can create food and water. Oh, uh, we are satisfied for now, but thank you. We have a surprise for you when you come into the city. Yes, I was in contact with Magritte over the time, and yes, I did. I am very excited to see the, the tabernacle, of course, but enough of that. Uh, here's Krusty. Yes, yes. Krusty. Hello, my name is Krusty. So I gathered. I am a wizard, and I will be assisting in things of a magical nature. Tell me, Krusty, you ever made a tiny hut? I have, but I don't like to do it often because there is not enough space for a troop like this. That's true. They came in very handy for us when we passed through those tunnels. 
It is a pleasure to be working with you. You passed the grave of one of our wizards as you came. Oh? Well, actually, he's around here somewhere, isn't he? We you... buried Ark yeah. further back where Scat was. Oh, he's back there somewhere. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he's behind the drow building with Scat. Yeah. And then lastly on the list of NPCs that are important enough to have a voice, <laughs> Wanta Goldmantle comes up. The... Looks like a ranger. The one who's not in the... Uh... I think I put him on the map, didn't I? He's not on the map. Uh-oh. There he is. Wanter. Wanter. Wanter? I don't even know her. <clears throat> nice to meet you. My name's Wanter. Wanter Goldmantle. I'm a hunter in Neverwinter. And these are my associates. And he points to the four rangers of his troop. And they're all wearing light armor, leather, and they have short bows on their side and lots of arrows. What's the food situation here? Uh, not great. There's little to scavenge within. We've been feasting on... We've, we've ate, eaten the meat of dire corbies more than once. Dire corbies, you say? Yeah, I mean... They, Usually I mean, you have to kill them before eating them. Oh, yeah, we did. They're quite tasty, especially fried... Well, I'm much like a corby leg fried in a sort of a southern crumb. Well, we're, we're, we're lacking in flour and oil, but I'm sure it'll become a national dish once the city's Well, you don't make taken. flour out of the ripple bark and the... Do you see trees down here? No, they're giant mushrooms. You're a dwarf, aren't you? There's no ripple bark mushrooms up here. They're not, not any, no, no big ones, only little things. Then you're not much of a forager, are you? Can see you need my help. Goddamn... Want a foghorn. <laughs> well, no, I never claim to be a forager. And that's enough of him. It's never my profession. Cisco comes up. Well, friends, it's time we come in, brother. Um, before we do, Verg, I have a question. Yes. What, what do you want, Bugbear? What is the context in which such a large force has come through? Surely it would not be that you came here unnoticed, was there any declarations made beforehand or the precarious nature of the fact that we are here under Lord Neverember, but we are, of course, as you may already, may already be aware, here to assist the dwarves in taking their home. And we do not want to be found out to be having betrayed his trust. Oh, I never enter. Neverember knows already. He found out a few days after we left. So it'd be more than likely he'll be sending his own team here soon enough. Uh, he Great. knows of what specifically? He knows the gates of Gauntagrim have been found. Does he know who found them? I don't have that kind of information. Okay. But I know he's been amassing a force right. to send. The Seekers have told us that from Neverwinter. Well, let's okay. hope let's hope that that, uh, that rickety warlock prick got back in time and covered for us. Mm. But we must get going. We must act with haste. Agreed. Lead the way. Let's move in. And you do the honors of opening the yeah. doors? Fintok just thinks, I really hope Labra Cavourge was a good enough liar yeah. to uh, yeah. get away Convince with saying that. that he found the place. Yeah. If Labra went there at all. Yes. That's true. Un Could have been convinced to not. Well, he did say that he's terrified of um, breaking his word. Yeah. Yeah. So you travel 
through you no Fintok, you open the doors and the ghosts place their hands upon yours you're the only one who can see them and you pass through the doors and the dwarves look with wonder and then try to keep the troops keep their composure but more the, the volunteers and the other the mercenaries act in you know shock and awe and just reverence and you go to the checkpoint you pass through and I'll roll a d20 one fire beetle attack no sorry it's a d100 just just for fun so you pass through this host of I believe now 52 persons 47 plus us six of you Anastasia, Krez, Kabias, Fintok. Yeah, six. So 53. 53, a host, go through the tunnels. On the way, just as you get to towards the switching station, the scouts up front, Would you? who would be scouting up front and leading the way? Obviously, Fintok and Cisco. Kabias. Well, obviously, Fintok and Kabias, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Your team would be leading ahead. And you do see a few things. You encounter as you travel through, the ground starts to rumble slightly and shake beneath your feet. But then, a few moments later, it subsides. What do you do? Nature check? Yeah, roll nature. Well, it's a boulette, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, not necessarily. 16. I have a negative to nature, so... Wow. Not me? Yeah, I'm assuming you're both rolling nature. You're the scouts in the head. Five. Kabias? I guess the mountain got a oh, bit... Yeah, 16. Got some allergies. Kabias, you sense some sort of subterranean creature, perhaps, was burrowing close by. But the tremors, you put maybe put your ear to the ground or the stone, and you hear this roaring of rock and it's crumbling. It's a boulette. But after about a few... After about a minute, the sound subsides. Um, you can hear... One- well, I mean, while the noise is going, I, my first thought would have been to, Wander, Wander, you're a yes, hun- you're a hunter, right? Uh, oh, ah, uh, that sounds like some sort of creature. Let me let me take a look or a listen, rather. Puts his ear to the ground and rolls in nature. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things riding on this check, being the head ranger. Mm. I don't know if it would be nature or survival for him, but. Well, uh, what do you think first? Let the youngins, let the, let the inexperienced tell what's going on. What do you think? Some sort of giant earthworm thing? Yeah, sure. There's giant earthworms here. All kinds of worms burrowing in the, in the earth. Sure. Giant badgers, maybe. Are you trying to blow smoke up our asses? Do you want to roll inside or what? Inside. You got him before. Inside. Natural one. Kabias? Uh, 15. Kabias, you think Wanta has no idea has no idea what it is <laughs> and is just... You don't know, do you? Well, I don't know about that. I'm experienced. Uh, at, it's worms. Oh, These, uh, it's worms. Subterranean worms. They dig around. They eat the rock. They're harmless. We can walk straight by. Well, they can't be totally harmless. Can't, let's just think about this for a second. I mean, earthworms don't have teeth because earth is soft, but, you know, any kind of worm that... They're not real them. earthworms. They're some kind of rock creature. Yeah, but if they're rock creatures, they've got teeth that can bite a rock. I mean, that might be a little bit I dangerous. think we're getting a bit too angry about whether or not he knows what it is. It's okay. It's they all must, right. They must have sensed the vibrations of 
53 hard dwarven bodies trudging through uh, the... We should put down a thumper. 53 hard dwarven bodies traveling through this here tunnel. And they must have scarpered. And they're known as Shale Halud. And he, he slinks back into the darkness. <laughs> lead on. And you lead on. <laughs> and hours go by, you chat to this host. And there's not much chance of stealth at this yeah. point in time. Doesn't matter. You're just double timing yeah. to the tabernacle entrance. You can't pass cast pass without a trace on no 50 people. Is it a radius, Kavias? Pass without a trace? Mm. Yeah, so it wouldn't be able to... Basically, you can... 30 feet. You can cast it on your group. Radius? Yeah, you can cast it on your group as you're following. Hang on. Um, spells. And you finally make it to the tabernacle entrance. And did you clean up the bodies that you destroyed before? No. When you come back through... No, you did. Because you came back again, remember? Oh, yeah, right, okay. you did. The bodies are gone, I believe I mentioned. And you walk through the tabernacle entrance, and then you reach the Iron Tabernacle Plaza. The host of the dwarves are arrayed in front, and you finally reach the Temple of Moradin. A uh, 30 foot radius, just so you. No, nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty big. <laughs> cool. I'm go- I clap my hands once, it echoes all around. I say, This has been our home for a decent while. It'll make for a camp for now. It's a safe place. Any further ahead, I cannot recommend going in small number. The Dwergar camps lie ahead. And fouler things. Um, not that it's relevant now, but if in, in future we have to, uh, counting it out, if Kobias was right in the middle and everyone bunched up, yeah. he could get everyone. Really? Because it's within 30 feet. In a in tight a, tunnel? But here... Well, so long as they can, whoever can be within 30 feet. Yeah. So I'd say in this plaza, so definitely. So if we have to stretch out, sure, yeah. that would that would leave some people out. But um, yeah, if there was an opportunity for everyone to cool. get within 30 feet of him, it's it, there's no limit, just has to be within the radius. That's quite good. That'd be epic. Just the silent army. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at them. I could make two trips. No one is wearing heavy armor. Oh, we could do that. You see, I'll just tell you, the dwarven troops who are garrison guard from the embassy and the, you know, they were employed of the embassy in... in so we've got... Dwarven troops, they carry shields, breastplates, crossbows and battle axes. So hang on, we've got, we've got Verg and the garrison guard, which he, he commands directly. Yeah, he's come from the embassy with the troops. We've got the hunters, which Wanter commands. True, yes. We've got the, 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 um, the seeker scouts... Who yes. Cisco commands, and then we've got Mercs who have come, and the, the volunteers are numbered among them. Yes, they're mercenaries and young dwarves, and young dwarves. looking for glory, yeah. basically, and willing to join in such short notice. And uh, the rest of the troops are just who are they? What rest of the troops? So you've got those troops. Which they're are the same. All the garrison the, guard. The, oh, they're all garrison. All guard. the troops are garrison guard. There's twenty. God, how many guards we need in an embassy in a human city? Well, there's. The guards of dwarf culture in Neverwinter. Well, a lot of the elves have a presence in Neverwinter as well. Yeah. So, we, is it like a dwarf town in Neverwinter? Dwarfville. Yeah. No, it's all in the like Chinatown for dwarves. Yeah. No, it's in the main district. Okay. It's in the one second. It's in the Protectors Enclave. Yeah. Or the 
embassies and around the governmental structure is in the protector's enclave. Yep. Neverember runs out of the Hall of Justice. Yeah, and that's where that guy came from in the the, the Night of Madness plot. What's, what was his name? That, that no one will know about. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, 23 garrison troops, seven scouts, four hunters, and eight young dwarves and mercenaries mixed in. They all look like to have a varying degree of equipment and mechanically their stats are all slightly different. They've got different weapons and skills. And you enter the plaza. Numbers and factions. Yes, numbers and factions. Good, good one. Verg steps forward once again. We thank you for leading us in. Is this the Grand Temple of Moradin? That it is. Well, then we should get out of this open area. There may be others watching. And as you look up, there Tobias, are undoubtedly others mm, watching. There is, in fact, some creatures watching. What kind of creatures? I'm about to find out. Like they're just making this up. Because if it's more, um, do I go? It might be worth just shooting them down. All right. Yeah. Although maybe, or maybe not. If maybe they to. got that gear of yours. Maybe not. Actually, if we want to not kill them all. Well, we actually have to talk to someone from yeah. that faction. We don't want to pro- quite urgently. Yeah, we don't want to cause a war. Well, this is what you see. Cobias, six ropers. No, worse. Cobias, on the ceiling, flying, twelve beetleborgs. Is a mind flayer. <laughs> One? One mind flayer. Oh! Okay. And as soon as you okay. notice the mind flayer. Chris, do you know the spell? Roll. How would you react to noticing this? Are we, you just talking to Chris straight away? You've I seen want to it. know if he knows how to dispel. So do a bit of deception to see if this. Mind Flayer hasn't noticed you noticing it. <laughs> and this is against its insight. This is terrifying. I thought we were safe here. Oh, oh no. no. The Mind Flayers are, are in the tabernacle. We know this much. Aberrations. But they're not scared by the ghosts then? No. It's flying. And it doesn't look like it's scared. Yeah, that's not going to do great. 12. Let's get a bit of insight here. Okay, so... How would you react to... Masking your... Well, I mean, that's like his job. He would uh, basically try not to show any sort of emotion on his face. There's a lot going on around, so he would turn to um, Krez and say, Hey, Krez, do you know how to dispel? And as you say that... Because if Krez looks up, in good conscience, roleplay, he would attack it immediately. It's pretty far up, but Tobias... You see the Karadrak. When you look back, it's gone. Oh. And Kresis oh. looks up and goes... Um, am I looking away during this time? If you're, star- you're staring out at it the whole time, well, yeah, it definitely notices you're looking at it then. You don't turn away at all? Well, this is why it, it got its inside, I guess. Well, I mean, it casts so f- more, yeah. more like um, CIA looking at a target through peripherals. You're like keeping your head level but glancing up with your eyes. Sure. It waves its hand and a shimmering portal sure pulls it in to nothingness interesting and it winks out of the existence cool good intel. and Kresis looks up and goes what what's wrong what spells oh i was just no wondering if you know things like counter spell or dispel it's fine it's a bit late now uh counter spell uh, no i'm sorry and my memories could come back i didn't i don't have that sorry yeah 
And no one else noticed it, right? Not None of the wizards? No, only Kabias with his innate perception. Okay. Because you all got the highest passive and the others weren't rolling actively, so you got it. Sure. Okay. Well, he, he goes away. We now know that they can do that. Yes. And you enter... Didn't know that before. Didn't know that before. You enter the Temple of Morden. Would you like to prepare them for our friends inside? Fintok. This this might be a logistical nightmare. We have to arrange some great big queue to let him make them all one by one. To pay respects to Dulan. I would say let's have the troops gathered in a mass in their factions. We'll bring the leaders in first. And the heads of each faction come to pay their respects on behalf of their troops, and then the troops can, can I don't know, wave from a distance or when something. They, well, when they have free time, they can all... Sure. They can do it in their own time. Yeah. They all need some rest after coming this way. Yeah. Then they can mingle. This is a grand temple. It is great to see the craftsmanship is the pinnacle of the woven ingenuity. You said there was a ghost we need to be aware of. Oh yeah, Dulan. Friendly ghost. May I see it? No. Now. <laughs> they lead Verg, Gladys. Dwarven ghosts at this time of day in this part of the country localized entirely within your temple. Krusty and Wanta. Fintok, there's ghosts in the temple. No, mother, it's just the northern lights. <laughs> All right. Anastasia comes as well. Yeah. I think Krezis stays out with the troops and he's very interested in just chatting with them, especially about maybe... Doom! history and what's going on in the world. He's only just come back to it. He's been away for a hundred years, I believe he said. And Fug, yeah, Fug just maybe... Starts brawling with someone. Starts brawling. Starts fighting. Come, come back, on. Fug's dead. No. Let's see what you're made of. Come on. Punch me. And Dulan Thovia materializes. Uh, Kabias is probably going to leave the dwarves to themselves and spend time with Fug in around the fountain. Sure. And try and fill it up a bit with the decanter. Oh yeah, of course. Just so that anyone who wants to bathe or drink or whatever can do so. Maybe drink first, then bathe. Yeah. There'd be a long line to the, the bathing house. But Dulan materialises and witnesses You have returned, Fintok. I've returned. And you have brought many dwarves back. Moradin smiles upon you yes. all. I've returned and I've multiplied. My heart rests well, Fintok. You know you have gone above and beyond your piety here. You may have these items. I bequeath them to you. I'm thinking. Okay. You know, like maybe lots well, of. I was gonna say the promise was that everyone gets to meet them first. Yeah, yeah, and one by one, the dwarven NPCs come up. I won't need to role play it yeah. each time, but they. A couple of them are like, "Your Majesty." Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't know how to react. They're like, uh, bow, "Bow." I'm getting some uh, worrying vibes off of Verg. Really? Right now. Uh, why? Verg is a bit of a politician. I feel like. I feel like his, um, actually, I can roll for that, can't I? Yes, he is. He is. looks like a politician. Insight. He's announced himself as the emissary as well, so. He's an emissary of 
these royals from another dwarf kingdom. So I feel like he might have some ambition. Sure. Fifteen. I observe the way he speaks to the ghost and see if I can... Sure, I'll roll persuasion and we'll contest it against that. Yeah. Fifteen, you say? Verg seems to know very much what he's talking about and he speaks in very formal terms to the ghost and says, On behalf of the king of Mithril Hall, he announces the dwarves come to save and return Gauntigrim to its former glory. And he passes through. Next up is Gladys. Gladys offers a blessing to Berenar and Drilan bows his head and offers the blessing of the Dwarven gods. Wanta comes up and also receives a blessing. So it looks like Dulan looks over the dwarves one by one and has blessed them all. Nice. After filling the fountain, goodbyes will come through. Let's say like an hour's passed mm. now that you're entered and you see all the dwarves getting settled. Yeah, it'd take at least an hour for... 50 oh, yeah. people to come and say hi personally and get a blessing. Oh, is it every dwarf? I thought it was just the Well, leaders. I don't know. That's what I thought it was just what you were saying. You no, said this... all of the dwarves are now blessed. Well, no, the, just know. the leaders. But throughout the day, definitely... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, one by one. Um, it's like visiting the, the Emperor of China. Yeah. Tobias is going to approach Anastasia and Gladys? Yeah, you see them talking. Gladys Krusty is a cleric. Is, Krusty is oh, a Oh, sorry. Krusty. But they are chatting. Perhaps Gladys as well. Um, I had a thought for the three of you, being, I suppose, leaders of knowledge and religion amongst the faction. What is it, Kobias? I won't do all three voices at once. I, I will take no, yeah, yeah, of that's the... fine. That's yes. normal. <laughs> I wouldn't want to torture you like that. Um, are you aware of, I suppose, the conditions under which Pintock has been bequeathed these items. Uh, he hasn't spoken about it. Did, did you, John? Did you tell Anastasia that? Did you tell Anastasia that you could take the items, or just Kabias? No, I don't think I did tell her. I don't think you did. Kabias, Dulan said he could take the items. Dulan, Fintok uh, made mention of a conversation between himself and Dulan. Um, That's fantastic. Yes, but it but? comes with a condition. What is it? Well, um, give me one. Fintok! Fintok! Yeah? Over here. I was talking to Anastasia, Gladys, Grathi. I was wanting to discuss the conditions of those items being given. Dulan. Well, the Redex. He said that if I take them, he'll be tied to this place no longer and will pass on. Um because his task of protecting the temple will have been taken on by the person that wears them. Mm. Which worries me twofold. Firstly, I think I'd like some more of the dwarves to meet him before he goes away. And secondly, I'm worried that it might tie me into some sort of duty myself. <laughs> Meaning what? That wasn't the first thought I had of this discussion, but I understand. Well, I was worried that if I wear the armor, it's like... And now, now it's your he's, job to defend this temple. Yeah, he's given a, a lifelong task. It is heavy armor, so... So I can't really wear it. You can't really wear it, but as long as... It's like it's symbolism. Yeah. 
we could probably end up putting it in the bag of holding until there's someone we trust with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you're you taking these items to bear it mm. and to bring it with you. Like Dulan's only, like he wore them in his life, but he's still bound to them even though he's not physically wearing them. Yeah, it's not like you have to put on everything to get the Diablo set and the gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know you know what I mean? As long as you... And then I can't take them off, you know? Yeah, they're cursed. As long as you have them with you, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. And you can you can wear a Warhammer. You can put the helmet on. And not have to use the Warhammer to... And you can put the belt on. Yeah. Which, of course, Fintok is getting. Yeah. No, we haven't agreed on about that, have you? Uh, because it gets makes, makes me grow a big beard. <laughs> yeah. And it's very quite powerful to anyone to have. It's mm. a plus two item. It's amazing. Which one of the items should I get, Dice? That's interesting. That's a good point, actually. John is talking to his dice, rubbing them together. Sorry, listeners. Okay, listen. You need... Shut up. Shut up. I'm sorry, I love you. Back to the game, John. Have you guys talked about who's going to be... Not a word. Would you like... How are you going to decide who wears this belt? It's all about the belt, isn't it? What is the helmet? The helmet's just part of the armor. Right. It's not special. It's mithril. So the belt's the only thing that's magic. It's mithril and bronze. And the warhammer? Oh, it's a plus one warhammer. Right. Yeah. So the helmet does nothing. The... It's mithril armor, mithril chainmail. So it's light. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no heavy armor penalty. No. Oh, so I could wear that. No, you're not proficient in heavy armor. You only have a light armor because you're a rogue. But you said that it but doesn't have heavy armor. You said it's no, light. No, I said it doesn't have a disadvantage of heavy armor, uh-huh. but it's, it is heavy armor. Oh. Yeah, belt of the dwarven kind, plus one warhammer, and a suit of chainmail, mithril. And the belt, what does the belt actually give you in buffs? Well, you get to... Josh? I've, I've had a look. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he, he's shiny. Stayed up overnight and just stared at this belt, which he's obviously getting. For, for, you keep, every time you're talking about one of us, you're like, and Figtok's obviously getting it. And then Kabias is obviously getting it. What? You, you're trying to force us to fight. We're not doing it. So you're going to agree to we're going give to, it to one of who the well, most we're going to figure out what we're going to do. It's not like you can't take the belt off. You've already said that. Sure. So if we change our minds later, it's it's chill. We're not going to, it's not the one ring. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, so it, it allows you to speak Dwarvish. Which I can already do. Grow a beard. Which I've already got. <laughs> um, resistance to poison. Which I already have. You basically get all the, the, the dwarvish stuff. Yeah, so it really makes more sense for a non-dwarf person to wear it. You also get another con bonus, I believe. You yep. get plus two constitution, John. And you get advantage but I'm not when tank. trying to persuade dwarves or, or, or gain familiarity with them. I can't remember what I've already is. got like plus six persuasion. Yeah, so you basically, you, you're, you're easier to get along with when it comes to dwarves. That's something that I wear when all the fighting is over. I can let someone else wear it. When you get advantage on charisma persuasion checks to interact with dwarves. Yes, yeah. I don't need that. Which I would include Durgar, yeah. funnily enough. Oh, yeah. Dwarven Give it to Maximus. Type people. <laughs> okay. Give it to Maximus. He just fucks off. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm safe forever. <laughs> we don't do that. It also gives you dark vision. Which oh, yeah. already which have. We all, yeah. Which everyone has. Yes. Imagine if someone didn't. I, honestly, if Ark was still here, he would, he would be a strong be contender. Perfectly, it goes to Ark. There's no further discussion. But, you know, if he wasn't chasing loot earlier, he would have gotten loot now. 
So that's all right. Um, subtle dig. It goes to Ark. What? Stepping out of the temple is Kresis. On his waist is a brown belt with the face of a dwarf. In his hand is a warhammer. And on his head and around his shoulders is a shining suit of mithril chainmail. And Krez walks forward and says, I have never felt so alive. I am ready to fight for my people and return Gaunt Grim back to his former owners. And he smashes the warhammer against the stone. And we'll see you next week. You forgot to mention that Kresis has got a big blue beard. So, so you're saying that Doug chose to go behind everyone's back and steal no, all the no, items? No, this is... Um, Dulan possessed him and did this bit. <laughs> did this bit? Yeah. Oh, it, we're on. But how... Hang on. If the items are removed from and the plinths... And fade out. No, hang on. If the items are removed from the plinths, and even though Dulan's possessing him, he, 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 he would cease to exist. Body. He would cease to exist, so he's no longer possessing him. They're all and then confused. he'd be like, oh, what the fuck is going on? They're all confused. They're confused about what's happening. Oh, uh, see you next time. We'll see you next week. Wow. What do you think of that, guys? Well, that so was, confused. That was cool, but weird. I was like, what's going yeah. on? Fucking skinwalking. This is your way of combining two NPCs. So Hang on. You, play. you can't take away player agency. It's Doug's turn. You can't take away Doug's player agency. I just noticed that. Yeah, you, you... Doug yells out, oh, man, this is so cool. I can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Let's do it. Yeah. So this is your way of playing Doug without him having to be here. Is you don't have to play his character. You can play Dulan. Don't look at me. Dulan. And <laughs> I didn't do it. Dulan did it. It's, it's just Dulan. Dulan and Kresis had a prior arrangement to ride around the temple, which I have put into effect. Yeah. Does sure. he have a beard? I think the beard grows by the next dawn. Yeah, it's but the I'll next just dawn. check. But wouldn't that be amazing? That's the cool. That's that's the cover. <laughs> that's the cover. The cover is Kresis dressed as a dwarf. Guy. That'll spoil. That'll spoil the cliffy, John. Oh. Anyway, thank you for listening. Doug has not been with us, but we have been Andrew and John, and to a lesser extent, and someone else, Josh. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> it's because I've been quiet all episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank, thank you. Mr. Dice. Okay. I'll What's cut. that? You think Josh was being a bit hes- a bit too bold? I have to cut. 
I don't know what I can do with this, John. I'll move on. It's symbolism. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably put it... John, into the mic. Yeah. Less obnoxiously. Yeah. Be it away. (laughs) Yes. Less tongue. Go on. (laughs) Um, I, I was saying we could probably... I'm the new one in the family. I'm um, Todney of the twins. Mm. That's me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what family means to me. And my family. He's and playing, my family. He's playing, he's playing the freaking tambourine. Oh, dear, Todney. Well, they have eat KFC or chicken. They get chicken. <laughs> yeah. You're the mummy. I'm not the mummy. Order us the food, mummy. Oh, please, can I get the family bucket? It will feed us all. And then his dad comes and saves him. Yes. Um, I, I forgot to ask what the plan for food is. Spaghetti bolognese. Okay. Which I have... In case I was good at... Which I was slaving away cooking, not but two hours ago. If you're slaving away on bolognese, you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's pretty easy. All right. We're three minutes over. Let's go. <gasps> Everyone. Sorry, that's too loud. I'm too loud. Right, relax. Relax. Breathe. Breathe, Andrew. I just pumped it. Everybody in the Gauntle G, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. Just to diverge for a moment. Sure. Just imagining Krusty being like, Boy, it was hot in those tunnels. I'm schwitzing everywhere. (laughs)